High expectations in Paris today on the world. I'm Marco Werman. The Global Climate Summit is underway in Paris, and there's hope for a deal that can last. There's definitely a mood that this conference is going to be the turning point for addressing climate change. Also, some say the man who attacked a planned parenthood clinic in Colorado is a domestic terrorist. But prosecutors may decide not to use that term in court. To bring in a domestic terrorism charge means that prosecutors actually have to figure out what his motive was. Plus, how retiring Lakers star Kobe Bryant will be remembered by basketball fans worldwide. He's a legend. Even if you're a Celtic fan or a Clippers fan, a Knicks fan, that is something probably in the States is not so clear about him. Those stories today on The World. Thank you for being with us. Paris continues its sad recovery from the violent attacks there a little over two weeks ago. And now world leaders are gathering in the French capital for a summit on global climate change. That's added to the security concerns, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. But let's start with the climate summit, and here's some of what President Obama had to say today in Paris. He told everyone assembled that there's no time to waste. For I believe, in the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., that there is such a thing as being too late. And when it comes to climate change, that hour is almost upon us. But if we act here, if we act now, if we place our own short-term interests behind the air that our young people will breathe and the food that they will eat and the water that they will drink and the hopes and dreams that sustain their lives, then we won't be too late for them. And all of our show is a French-American journalist with our WGBH partners at the Ground Truth Project here in Boston, and she's in Paris this week for the Climate Summit. What is the mood today, Manon? How are people feeling as this conference finally gets underway? I think there's a, a mood of hope, especially as leaders come together after the Paris attacks. They're seeing this as a moment to move forward. Everyone's talking about Paris as a, as a turning point for addressing climate change. Right. And meantime, there are thousands of soldiers and police patrolling the streets of Paris How is that making people feel? There is a lot of tension there. A lot of roads have been shut down, especially as the presidents and leaders of around the world have come in. But Paris is trying to get back to normal. People are trying to go back to their daily lives, despite the strong military and police presence. I mean, interesting that you note uh, the leaders coming into Paris right now, because with the mostly failed Copenhagen meeting six years ago, heads of state showed up in the last days of the conference. Uh, I gather the plan this time was to get pretty much all leaders, like 150 of them, early on in the proceedings in Paris, build up momentum. Has that happened? Yes, there's definitely a lot of momentum. There's a lot of excitement with all the leaders here. They all came together and made their statements earlier today to show their support for addressing climate change. And there have also been major announcements in terms of how much money is going to be given to renewable energy development. So by showing their support, the leaders of the world have shown that they care about this issue and that something has to be done. So we heard from President Obama a moment ago, and uh, other leaders are picking up his cue that he mentioned in that clip, um, that there's really a generation gap uh, with this crisis, that climate change is a problem created by older generations is now being handed off to a younger generation, people like yourself. So uh, as a young journalist and a young French citizen... Does that feel like a burden or are you optimistic? I think there's a bit of both. It is very much a young person's issue. We're really definitely going to be the ones who are affected most by climate change. But young people are not necessarily sure that the climate change conference will necessarily bring about measures or necessary emissions reductions to address climate change or to limit global warming. 
I mean, uh, Paris is a tough backdrop for all this because terrorism, extremism, and the fallout from conflicts around the world is also a huge challenge to your generation. Uh, do these dual challenges compete for you know, the emotional and professional attention of you and your peers? There were definitely concerns when the Paris attacks happened that they would overshadow the Paris conference. But Hollande, the president of France this morning, said that he could not separate the war on terror from the war on climate because they're just so interlinked. And I think many young people understand that. Manon Vershaw there with our partners at the Ground Truth Project. She's at the Climate Summit in Paris. The deadly attacks in the French capital earlier this month put the country on a war footing. Add 40,000 visitors to the city for the summit, including more than 100 world leaders, and you've got a very complex challenge. Police have said security concerns would trump free speech. That supposedly means no marches, no rallies, but activists said they would not be silenced, and over the weekend, they made themselves heard. Here's Jacob Resnick in Paris. The mass march 